Hi folks, uh, there are a lot of content warnings for this week's episode, um, chronic illness, uh, brain damage, all kinds of medical stuff, uh, paralysis, um, uh, pandemic stuff, uh, I will warn you that our primary guess is a little difficult to understand and I'm going to work on getting transcripts as soon as I can. Um, and uh, yeah, there are some hints at uh, abuse, um, food multiple sclerosis, and um, it gets kind of visceral uh, at some points because this is this is an incredible interview. It was amazing, but it's not necessarily an easy one. Gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. You, you, you never want to, to sugarcoat uh, very disabled uh, guests and turn it into inspiration porn. So let's be straight up. It's right. difficult. Oh, yeah. And, but and before we amazing. even get take, take away, do not say inspirational. Do not say... <laughs> yes, that's why I said you don't want it to be inspiration porn. Right, yeah. right. And, and uh, not hero either. Yes. So, yeah. Um, <clears throat> and don't leave those in the comments. Um, and if you use the S word as well, and I'm not talking about shit... Will um, uh, hound, be hound. upset. Uh, yeah, and and our second warning, saint, saint, saint. Oh, okay. Yeah, um, yeah. Uh, our second warning is we have animals. Uh, Lacey the hound oh. just got in Ursula's face. Yes, Lacey wants love right now. And Sergey has been all about attention all day. So, uh, expect more swear words. Yes, as uh, the hound gets in my face and Sergey throws things off the table. Yes, but, uh, that, I mean, that's the thing, though. We swear a lot. That's our third warning and final warning before we get rolling. So, hi, folks. Welcome to Productivity Alchemy, episode 202. Um, so, I was going to start a Dino episode this week, mm -hmm. but then... Well, you know how it is when Dino and I start talking. Uh, yeah, as I recall, you were down here for about four hours. Yeah. And I had to come and, like, poke you a couple of times to see if if you were alive. Yeah. I, well, okay, well, no, you were obviously alive, but to see if you were going to be done before midnight. And we were, barely. Uh, so after our letter show next week, we're going to do that. Um, because it's a two-parter. Uh, but... That meant I had a hole for this week, and I heard from uh, Corey Fisk and their partner Colin, and just an amazing email, and this interview that we did, wow. Um, I cannot wait to get to this in uh, however much time it's going to be before we get there. Uh, but again, there are some parts that are not for the, the faint of heart, and so if you need to skip ahead to the... Like just fast forward through it to the to the closing. That's fine too. In the meantime, you have had your your week so far has started off. I guess right. Yesterday was a holiday in the states, so you did not go out and work. Yes. But today, the coffee shop reopened today. My beloved coffee shop <laughs> that where I have written so many books and which I have missed terribly. Terribly. And y'all uh, have no idea. Uh, yeah, and and I mean, it's not like I've been wandering around the house, sighing longingly and gazing in the direction of of the coffee shop. Eh, well, okay, eh. maybe. Uh, but <laughs> oh, dude, 
dude. So I, I went in and, and they're doing, you know, they're, they're being very sensible. They're like, you know, unless you are currently I in shop. the act of drinking your coffee or eating your, your pastry, keep your mask on. And, yeah. uh, and people are being very respectful of that. And it, it helps that, you know, it's such a small town and whatnot that everybody knows the regulars. So like I, I went in, I, I went in and was like, oh my God, I, I'm back. And one of the briefs is like, oh, it's, I kept looking over in your corner and thinking you should be there. <laughs> like, well, here I am. Uh, but, uh, like, like people are being super respectful of it. At one point, you know, a nice woman there had a, uh, a pastry and looked around at like the three or four of us inside and was like, uh, I would like to eat my pastry. So I have to take my mask off, but I won't do it if it makes anyone uncomfortable. Is everybody okay with that? <laughs> and we're all like, no, it's cool. We've been taking ours off long enough to drink coffee. You're, you're, you're good. You're good. You know, and, and the priest's like, yeah, well, it's okay. We expect you to eat. Just put it on when you're done. <laughs> so, yeah. And yeah. so it was, yeah, I, I got, you know, like 1100 words written, which I could have written a lot more, honestly, if I hadn't had to break uh, early to go do a, a doctor visit telehealth thing. Oh, okay. And, okay. uh, which I did. It's, uh, I didn't, there's nothing like, you know, wrong or anything. It's just that, because ADHD meds are controlled substances for the most part, because they're a stimulant, uh, I have to, like, every couple months have a visit with the doctor to confirm that I am still taking them, I am not selling them on the street. And every so often you have to go pee in a cup. And once a year I have to go pee in a cup. And... Uh, to make sure that it's in my system and that like, ironically they're doing a drug test to make sure I'm on drugs. Uh, because if it wasn't in my system, they'd be like, where are those drugs going? And, uh, yeah, yeah, it's, it's really ridiculous. I don't actually know and have no desire to make the experiment, how powerful Vivance it would be for the non, uh, ADHD person. Cause the nope. only person I have to test it on is Kevin and Kevin is not really not interested in doing that. Also, it would be, you know, illegal. So any law enforcement listening, obviously I wouldn't do that, but... The strongest stimulant I ever have is coffee. Now, right. that doesn't mean it's incredibly strong, not incredibly strong coffee. Thanks, Phil. And now that you're moved, we're going to get to that interview. Um, that's Phil at Black Blood of the Earth, Funeranium Labs. Yes. Um, but... That's that's like the strongest I'll go. Yeah, it, Kevin. Yeah. Kevin. None of us have ever been a, like stimulant people, which is sort of ironic, honestly. Because if I had been into that in my youth, I might have learned something much sooner about <laughs> my ADHD qualities. Because the world is full of stories of people who discovered they had ADHD when all of their friends, uh, you know, convinced them to try some kind of upper and. They went nuts and partied, and the friend, and the person with ADHD sat quietly in the corner and read a book for an hour. You know, right? It's... Yeah, yeah. I, um, My it... misspent youth was misspent in the wrong ways. Clearly, I was going to say the closest I ever came to a quote strong unquote stimulant was I. Uh, I had had a bout of insomnia. I was twenty something, and I was like, "Fine, I will take some nodos so I stay up and on an empty stomach." And uh, sat there staring at um, Star Trek The Next Generation, waiting for my heart to explode. Yeah. That was, yeah, that was the extent of it. And I was just like, you know what? That's too much. Yeah. Too much. So. Uh, yeah. So, uh, no, I'm actually doing great. My coffee shop is back. I've 
been feeling pretty good lately. I am getting words done. Um, I am just focusing on this one novella I'm trying to knock out in the next like week or two. And then I can knuckle down on this horror novel that is not scary enough yet. Uh Oh, well, you read it. Yes. And I saw all of the potential to be truly fucking terrifying, but a lot of the connective tissue was missing. Yes. Yeah. Well, that's, you know, it's only 35,000 words so far. Yeah. I'll get there. You'll get there. And yeah, so, and then I, after my appointment, I did yard work and pruned back a plant that has been trying to eat the stairs, and I'm feeling good. Yeah. Honestly. How are you? Uh, Actually, really good. Really, really good. I was just looking over at my big board of interviews, my my board of, of podcast planning that I have on the wall over here, and I currently have interviews scheduled enough to cover almost the end of July. Awesome. And I'm really excited about that. I've got a couple more in flight that I'm waiting to hear back with. Some amazing people. Some really amazing people. Um, work continues to be work. It, um, it is work-like. Yeah, it's... Um, I, I spent today doing what one would call, you know, sort of... Uh, uh, it's sort of a rote maintenance thing, but it's rooted in a much more serious error, and we're having a devil of a time tracking down the error. So every so often I have to run this script that takes like three hours to to fix some things. Um, and that one's always a crapshoot, because it's like, will the script finish before all of my authentication tokens expire? <laughs> Which is, you know, a concern. Uh, I yeah. believe you. Um, yeah, but that's, I mean, other than that, it's me and chickens and baby chickens, and Becky is healing so well. I was just out uh, with her earlier looking at her back. Um, it is still kind of a big scab, but it's not really a giant ugly scab, and she seems to be doing much better in with Lorge and, and his crew and integrating pretty well. Uh, better as in she's not just staying in the coop so that her rooster doesn't j- try to jump her? That's correct, yes. yes. Every so often she's like, hey, I want to go to the other side. I'm like, honey, you know what happens when you go to the other side. Spare's immediately going to attempt to assault you, and that is not not cool. Yes. And so, you know, but she's just like, oh, well, never mind, you've given me mealworms. I'll stay here then. Uh, and they got... Uh, I, I don't think she may be the brightest chicken in the... No, but she was really happy when I gave them a half bay of hail. Of, not hail, a half bay of hay on... Half bale of hay. Half bale of hay. Yes. What was I saying? A half hail You of said bay. bay of hail. Bay of hail, yeah. yeah. <clears throat> so anyway, a <laughs> half oh, a was, it was good. bale of hay... Um, and she's just like, yep, I, this is where I will root around and dig and waddle and, uh, uh, you know, wallow and just having a grand old time. They all are. They all do, you know. Oh, to so. have my needs be as simple as a chicken's. Yeah, well. But yeah, no, otherwise it's it's just been um, that. I, I have been working on changing my sleep schedule. Which I think you've noticed. Yes. Uh, I'm finding that listening to instrumental works, or specifically Neil Diamond's Jonathan Livingston Seagull <laughs> with a pair of noise-canceling headphones, puts me right out. Yeah. I mean, I've got CBD oil as well, but like 
a lot of the other stuff I've been having, it's just like, all right, we're just going to cut all the stimulus out and blam, I'm done. Yeah, you, you really done. are. You have yeah. been sleeping like a log, and yeah. uh, which is which is wonderful because you know I worry about. I was worried that you weren't getting enough sleep. And oh yeah, totally not getting enough sleep before, and yeah. you know, uh, uh, it's a little harder. Like I kind of ruined my sleep schedule a little this weekend because we had the holiday and I didn't have to get up on time. And uh, yeah, I, yeah, I started sleeping till noon, and you know, yeah. staying up till four reading books, and yeah, so. Yeah. Um, and the other thing is I, I took a page from uh, Janot, who was on last week, and ordered myself a, basically, it's a tablet stand or a cookbook holder for the kitchen to keep my planner on. Ah. You can hear, it's... Yeah, it's, yeah I was noticing that, yeah, it's yes. Bamboo, it's foldable, and has little arms that will hold it on. It took me a while, I, I, had, I spent probably 20 minutes looking at the, like, four different sizes trying to find the one that would... Not overwhelm my desk, but not be too freaking small for my planner. Because, mm -hmm. you know, everybody's like, oh, yes, we will use the, the, the a A5 or the half-letter planner, and this is, it's perfect. I'm like, yeah, I, as I've said before, I can't see it. Right. So I had to get something slightly bigger, but it's, it's great. I mean, other than this asshole right here, yes, Sergey, I'm talking about you, um, who is stealing, you know, who will come and try to slide it off the desk. Um, but yeah, that's, you know, I think, I think it's been a good week and a good weekend and I'm looking forward to what's up next. It's, it's nice to have things be going well for mm -hmm. a bit. And of course, being me, my instinctive response is, nope, we've both had good weeks. I'm about to get hit by a bus. Well, yeah, no, I occasionally think the same thing. <laughs> Yes, who's a... Oh, 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 Sergey is now... Don't don't roll over on my keyboard, buddy. Don't... don't. So you have an interview. I have uh, an amazing interview with uh, Corey Fisk, who's been a longtime fan and a longtime... Hi, Corey! ...supporter, and yeah, there's a little... We, we had to get a little over the fanning at the beginning, <laughs> which is fine. Oh, no, no, it's all good. We, we had uh, just an amazing talk with Corey, um, helped out by their partner, Colin... And uh, one thing before we go into this, I, I want to note, like just going into it, the I I was emailing saying that the affection, just natural affection between the two of them, is just so sweet and dare I say it, adorable. Um, <laughs> that I I consider that kind of relationship goals. Um, at which point. Uh, Corey responded with, uh, actually, we watch you two and consider that relationship goals. So, <laughs> Well, uh, we can be pretty disgusting. Yes, yeah, but, but it, it, it was just so so natural and, and whatever. It's not something you pick up necessarily from the interview because it was all nonverbal communication. And, right. But it was just amazing to see these two people who dearly, dearly love each other and care for each other very, very much. Um, during this interview. And damn it, we got to celebrate people who love yeah, each other. Yeah, no, there, there needs to be more of that. There needs to be more of that. All right, so I have this interview, and as I said earlier, it gets a little visceral. It gets um, a little dark sometimes. This is not necessarily an easy thing uh, because it does deal with the hard facts in a lot of ways of living with advanced stage MS. 
but really, it's a great talk. And so we'll have that for you right after this. So there's the secret. I have to wait for it to say on your side recording has started. Um, Hi, folks. I am here today with Corey and Chris and or Colin. Colin, I had my notes wrong. I apologize. Like no worries. A man who's (laughs) apologizing. Um, Problem. I'm here. This is going exactly how it did. Oh, So uh, I, I am here with Corey and Colin, and we're going to talk about how they stay productive and some of the unique challenges that uh, both Corey and Colin have. And so why don't you folks introduce yourselves and tell us about what it is you do? My name is Corey Tisk. I am the, a retired reader of words as a, as a columnist or a book reviewer or as a game designer. And the only reason that is retired is I am physically unable to type. And that took being paralyzed um, to the point of being bedbound and beyond for about 20 years. Um, I have periodically gotten out of bed for anywhere from an hour a day, which is where I'm at, to occasionally longer. And I even managed to take up martial arts for a while. That was amazing. Um, and I, I the, my, my the people in my class were sitting there going, why is the one in the wheelchair in class with a bunch of black belts? I said, so I don't get hurt, people. And then the rest of us turned around and said, frankly, you're not going to get hurt. You're way better at this than you think you are. And that was a fun, a fun seven years. And then life turned into a, um, a story I don't want to tell. And then life turned into uh, someone rescuing me from that story. And you might see him, he's lying in the bed next to um, <laughs> But I never leave. 
except when we use literally a um what I can't remember the word. It's a, it's a uh, uh, what's called a Hoyer lift, uh, essentially a little mini hydraulic crane that uh, we get her in a sling and lift her up out of the bed, put her in a wheelchair. Okay. Yeah. Um, That's part of our daily routine. Yep. Because if we don't do that, um, Again, I know all this, but the words it helps. they ran away. It helps Hello. it helps with her circulatory and breathing. Okay. Um changing, changing position if you if you don't get someone up uh pretty regularly, uh they start having some major health issues after a while. Um my name's Colin Gerbody and um Corey and I met about twelve years ago now. And um, at the time, I was a software QA engineer. Um, and that lasted up until 2016. At the moment, I'm a full-time home health aide for Corey. Uh, I've been doing part-time pretty much since we came back uh, together from uh, Pennsylvania. I've lived out here in California for the better part of my life. But... Uh, um, meeting Corey prompted a trip out to Pennsylvania to pick her up and bring her back here. Uh, there's a story there. Yeah. We may share that at some point. Um, um, I'm originally from Boston and Cape Cod. Yeah, so East Coast girl, West Coast boy, and here we are. Yeah, Pennsylvania was... I have to live on um, SSDI. You can't do that in Boston. So, so that's us. Yeah, we can't do that in California either, but we fake it. Thank you, Mom. <laughs> so you had written me a pretty long email that your productivity situation is pretty unique in that productivity is often just staying alive. And so can you talk about i mean you know i would i would normally ask how do you stay productive this is a whole different situation this isn't going to be about planner or calendars or well there's probably oh, a reminder god, apps yes, and things it is. Oh, god, yes. <laughs> as it tell happens, me all about it <laughs> as it happens i'm sorry i am, I am both pagan, atheist, et cetera, et cetera, but sometimes all you can say is, oh, my God, or gods, or, you know, whoever's listening, really, folks, you had to. Yes, calendars, schedules, routines are vital. There is so much to keep track of when you are trying to keep someone with profound medical issues alive, stable, happy, comfortable. Mm -hmm. um, I try to keep him sane. Trying to keep me sane and focused, frankly. Uh, yeah. Um, I am not fundamentally an organized person. I know this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, we have, we have through, through brutal experience, um, 
come to the conclusion that we desperately need routines, schedules, in in some cases lists, um, any any okay. organizational tools we can find to, to keep ourselves on track. So basically, when I'm having a good hour, I say, okay, I'm thinking clearly. I am going to lay out exactly what we're doing for next month. And we are going to listen to me be a bossy Jewish mother while your stepmom goes around and do, you know, and adopted and I am, I have no biological children. I have lost track, literally, brain damage, I'm not kidding, of how many people call me auntie. I am Auntie Corey. That is my job title. That is the one title. I don't care if they call me Uncle Corey. That's okay. I'm happy with others. But I think, you know, basically, Auntie Corey is my lifelong job title. And I don't want any others. I'm good. <laughs> So yes, when 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 we're both um, capable of uh, getting some planning in, we do, and we make notes about what the schedule is going to be. We agree on sort of uh, what things are upcoming, what the priorities are, uh, things like that. I tend to be resistant to taking notes, but Corey has pushed me to become better about that uh, because I sort of have to be. Right. Or is there a withhold anything that she has left to withhold? Yes. I'm um, not sure that is anything, but, you know, it works, so whatever. But yes. Um, so yeah, we make notes. Uh, I find uh, the calendar on my iPhone to be vital. Yeah, my computer. Because it pops up, it, it'll pop up reminders. All I have yeah. to do is enter it the once, and then I, I can be reminded as often as need be. Uh, Corey has the little reminders app on a computer for the same thing. They will go scheduling. off at one. Yeah. Uh, we often do hourly check-ins, so I'll just set a 60-minute timer, and I'll be, you know, whatever I'm doing, washing dishes or straightening up or what have you, timer goes off, put things down, come back, check in. If we need to do a little physical therapy, if we need to make sure that medication. drinks are available, medication gets taken, whatever, yeah. uh, repositioning needs to happen, uh, we do that, and then I, I can restart. I need to be bed. I yeah, cannot yeah. eat on my own. Yeah, and then I can restart the timer and do other things that need doing once you know, once everything's stable. So it tends to be pretty regimented. I mean, because it has to be. We have to watch a movie. We have to set aside a three-hour block, and that means we have to do hours worth of physical therapy, and we have to stretch me, and we have to carve out that time. And there will usually be a break in there when I have to hop up and get drinks, uh, do some stretches, um, whatever, to make crap. sure. 
Yeah, that's that's a major a major yeah. thing about being bedbound. Is my body does not stop eating. Exactly. It needs things every hour, an hour, every day. No. People are, are okay. My least favorite phrase. Poor Colin, what a stink. Yeah, I I have a I have a rant, but I'll spare you for the moment. We'll we can get into that later. I'm sure we'll get into it later, yes. <laughs> I thought you'd be interested. But uh, I I was I was thinking is, the thing is, is I was not, thinking work. I mean, you have, you have yeah. to take it as work and you really have to be able to commit to it as like this is what I do. Uh, if you're just doing it, if you're just thinking, no, oh, I can just sort of do this in the little moments when I'm not doing other things, you're going to run up against some really hard problems right quick. I believe you had to. Yeah. Yeah, I was thinking more along the lines, it's not going to be a planner like this fancy thing with all the colors and the check boxes and, no. you know, the, the, you know, getting things done methodology and all that. This is, this is much more raw. Right? Oh yes. Yeah. Oh yes. Yeah, and a lot of it is being able to respond to circumstance because it's not always the same thing and you don't always know in advance what's going to be needed. There are certain things that are constants. There are always going to be massage and stretching needed. Uh there's always going to need to be drinks available. There's always going to need to be um You'll notice I take I use meds. oxygen. Yeah. Uh you know Meds have to happen around the time they're supposed to happen. I mean, there's not there, but um, but an awful lot of it also is. Uh, and then did we take my twelve? We have not yet done your twelve o'clock pills. We should do Thank that. You. Should do that. <laughs> this is important. Um, yep. But yes, uh, there is also the sort of response. No, the brain damage one is the one who remembered. This is the running joke. Yeah, My job is not to be brain damaged, and I take it thoroughly seriously. <laughs> this. And but, uh, when I... Oh, go ahead. Uh, the running joke about me being brain damaged is, my God, what was your baseline? <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, what she was starting from was frightening. Yeah. Uh, I usually studied. Yeah, they... Yeah, well, I, was, I was regularly studied by yeah. people going, you're breaking all of our charts. Yeah, standardized tests put her way at one end of the curve. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm sure you don't have that familiar to you or your partner at all. No, no, not, not in the least. <laughs> I, I know she's she's smarter than I am. I accept it now. It's just, you know. Yeah. I, I yeah. I, I take those occasional victories where I am right as just, you know, just pack those away for happy memories later because it happens so rarely. 
Solidarity, my man. By the way, uh, <laughs> there was a fist bump between me. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So, and I am wrong, and I do. I had some severe emotional room blocks that actually being brain damaged and dependent fixed. It actually solves a lot of my emotional my I didn't used to see people as people because I went by intellect and you know, why I think of emotions emotions made no sense. Why yes I'm on the why yes I am on the spectrum. Are we all surprised? And then I I just started thinking of people as human beings. Because I wanna be treated as human mm-hmm. And so I better return the damn paper. And oddly enough, I think becoming dependent was probably the best possible thing that could have happened to me in terms of, hey, oh, this is what feeling feels like. I can actually understand that. Yeah, hell of a price to pay. But I thought it was, it was, you know, good purchase. Hell of rice, That's good purchase. Good gift. <laughs> so. Take your silver linings where you find them, I think. Right, right. Wow. All right. So, obviously, you use a routine. You use habits. You've got a lot of the digital tools and and paper tools and things like that. What what other of tools and things are you using to just Keep up on a day to day. Can I? One thing I, I I have to mention in terms of um, just ability to stay connected and stay sane, because clearly we don't get out much. Um, our, our our routine is such that going anywhere involves a lot of planning. There's a lot of logistics involved because typically we have to arrange for a ride. Um, we have to block out time when we're not going to be able to do the various things that we do on a regular basis. So the internet keeps us connected to people, allows us to have what passes for a social life. I am raising my hand. Sorry, go ahead. Um, anyone who's going to be shocked by the three letters that are just about to be uttered is really not someone I think I've met, including you. Um, yes, we do play D&D regularly. I used to work <laughs> at SR. Um, I used to be a professional geek. I helped design various online multi- and The old multi-user dungeons? Thank you. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah she used yeah. to write those. Burn gemstone and Dragon Realms and all that. Um, That was my job. That was a fun job. I guess, like, 
by games for a living. Yay, among my many, many. I I I I I have been holding five full time jobs. Yes. I yes. That's how I rolled. It would have been interesting to have this conversation twenty or thirty years ago and talk about how you stayed productive then because you had a lot more on your plate at that point. Um, and that, that, that I have too. no idea. I think I gave up sleep. There we go. There you go, yeah. <laughs> and just do without sleep and the rest falls into place. But, uh, I... but yes, online, online D&D, something that mm-hmm. would have been doable, you know, 10 or 15 years ago, but it really would not have been convenient, it wouldn't have been easy, and just picking up people for a scratch game would have been challenging, is now mm-hmm. much easier. And it is a much richer experience because we have voice and we have shared tabletops. We have mm-hmm. uh, you know, all these tools now that, yeah. uh, that allow us to have much more of the social experience, the in-person social experience that we used to have Actually, sitting around the table now, we can do that. You know, if you've so, got a good screen and a good internet connection, you can have it. So basically, homebound folks like me and I. All it took was for you to have two months of not being able to leave your house, and all of a sudden, every single thing that was too impossible to do is available to everyone. I'm not being sarcastic at all. <laughs> I. I I find it interesting because I had been running, you know, our D&D game now for over 10 years, um, and we are globally distributed. So, yeah, no, we were early adopters. Up until the last, I want to say, two or three years, the technology was really rough. Really rough. Um, And it is, even in the before times... (laughs) Pre-pandemic, <laughs> there were such strides made with with some of the tools that now it's it's um, it's so much easier than it was then. Oh yeah. Um, oh, very yeah. much so. Very much so. Um, and I mean, the point that Corey made about the pandemic—that it really exposed people to what is for her just daily life. I mean, right. not going outside, having to be very prepared if you actually do anything. Um, you know, this is her reality. This is, this is you know, days that end in Y. Um, and hopefully the rest of society, having had this experience, we can maybe move forward and make some of these tools and, and technologies and accommodations more available on a more regular basis to more people. Because there are a lot of people out there in this position, a surprising number. It's it's interesting, and since I recorded it two days ago, but it won't be releasing for a couple until after um, your interview, right? I was speaking to Dino just about uh, the um, accessibility issues just in living in New York City, not even at this level, just, you know, it's being able to, for someone who cannot do stairs, to use the subway. Oh, yeah. Or, you know, and yeah. and this is a whole other level. Um, and I think a lot of people, or at least a lot of technology companies, 
I'm not necessarily going to say a lot of people because people are terrible. I admit that. Um, yeah. But uh, yeah. the, the old line from from uh, Men in Black about a person is a logical, reasonable thing, but people are a crazed animal that, yeah. Um, yeah. But I know technology companies are looking at this and, and going, there is a lot of use and, frankly, money in all of these things we've developed for this to, to be able to cope. Let's keep going because we can continue to make money. And that's why we're in a capitalist hellscape. And now I'll get off my soapbox. <laughs> oh, okay. I, you, I, I will move over that same soapbox. Um, yeah. <laughs> um, and, uh, and I think there's a wheelchair space yeah, up there for, yeah, uh, for someone else as well. <laughs> there's a ramp. There's a ramp. That's fine. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And and a rant a rant that again we will we will move move to later. Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, that's and a lot of it is I, I I like to think that perhaps some awareness has been raised both in the technology sector uh, where there's actually some ability to maybe drive some change and among normal people where we might see some political change. I hope. Fingers crossed. I mean, I know there's fingers crossed. Kinds yeah. of issues there too. But one thing I need to actually point out and specify is you see me in my head. That is the full extent of my capability. I am literally incapable of doing my own bodily functions. Um, I have a indwelling catheter. Um, you don't know what that means, I would call and explain. And yeah, we should probably explain to any listeners that means you have a tube that goes up, in my case, through my innards and plugs directly into the dropping honey. Yeah, it's uh, basically a way to drain her bladder without. Uh having it be a major production. I am very um, jealous. I am an ex-poker. Oh. Sorry. <laughs> oh, no, 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 you're you're fine. You're good. I get jealous. <laughs> but, uh, the, yeah. The doctor um, finally said, look, your body's fighting enough things. You stay smoking, you die. I quit smoking. Yeah, it's also, also best to avoid smoking when there's oxygen involved. Oh, picky, picky. Yeah, picky. <laughs> and, you know, moving in with little things. Not only a non-smoker, but a non-smoker with kids. Yeah, yeah. I will was... do, no. No. Yeah. I mean, fortunately, you had already quit and gotten com- fairly comfortable. Well, yeah. gotten used to that, if not comfortable. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so that that uh, at least was the biggest struggle as it might have been. Yeah, it's, but uh, anyway, uh, I was going to say it's it's certainly different with the with the new vapor technologies, but still, yeah, no, it would be devastating. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. could be potential risk. Um, but yeah, there's a, a certain amount of medical uh, intervention that has to happen just to um, deal with 
bodily functions. Uh, mm -hmm. uh, you'll, probably I, need, you'll probably need a con warning for this. Um, oh, I've already got. I've already. I've already got like the one block full. I had to start a second one. Ah, uh, <laughs> uh, okay, good, good. good. Yeah, right on. Right on. <laughs> okay, the term we're avoiding is manual disinfestation. Yeah, which is exactly what you don't want it to be. He yep. goes in with a gloved hand and takes it the hell out. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, yeah. And if anyone asks me if I'm sure if he loves me, and my answer is, God, this man loves me. <laughs> <laughs> yes, this, is, this is, let me point out, not something I do because I enjoy it. This is something, this is equivalent. I mean, I look at it as being a parent, I look at it as equivalent to changing a diaper plus right. an extra effort. Um, you got to do it because you got to do it. And is it messy? Yes. Is it? Kind of gross, yes, but is it quite painful for all involved? Is it, yes, is it suboptimal for everybody? Yes, it is, but it is what we are dealing yeah. with. It's this is the yeah. situation. And so, if you take morphine every day, you have the world's worst. Oh, yeah, that is a problem. Yeah, opiates, opiates taken for chronic pain, um, will lead to constipation, so that. Another factor. And that is far more than I really want to tell the entire world about my system. But on the <laughs> other hand, I also think that if people don't know what it's like to live in a body like this, they will never understand that, no, this is not a case of, oh, I, life's so difficult that I can't walk. No, life's so difficult that I can't. A damn thing. I cannot write legibly. This is two years in. I can't even sign my name. I can't do an X. Yeah. Um, mousing, mousing works, fortunately. Yeah. But uh, typing, no. Writing, no. So I have to dictate to him. He has to be my hands. And one thing he had to learn is he's not a dumb man and he's fairly creative. And I had to say, honey, I love you. I need you not to suggest what you want to say. And so my thing, you need to take dictation. Yep. Learning because to learning to take dictation and not edit was a big part of. Does uh, they or not? I know I'm better writer than him, and you know, and I appreciate. I need my own voice, even if sometimes I will accept. Suggestions. It's more important that you listen to my own voice. Now try to modify it. You appear to be laughing. I, uh, well, actually, I'm I'm both <laughs> laughing, and I'm kind of curious now. Uh, in the, but before things reached this quite this point, did did any of the the uh, dictation software help at all, no. or has it has it been a trap? 
Okay, there we go. Ah, 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 I won't be able to say more than a few words. But I'm beginning to get a hint of what I'm before. Time's voice might have been. Yeah. Um, baritone, female baritone. A very calm, soothing, deep voice. Um, if your if your voice was that an octave deeper, then learn tone to you. Yeah. Um. I'm Butch. What can I say? <laughs> <laughs> Just by by way of uh, example, mm-hmm. occasionally um, a misclick here or there will pop Siri up on Corey's screen. Right. And trying to get Siri to go back to sleep is always uh, a bit of a challenge because uh, you won't listen. And it, it doesn't want to accept mouse clicks. It drives me crazy. Yeah, yeah, that either. Yeah. Uh, you have to be a very precise. There's a, there is a closed button, but it's tiny. It's ridiculously it's, small. No, and but, but you, you supposedly you could supposedly say Siri go to sleep, but she don't listen. No. <laughs> At least she doesn't understand Corey. Yeah, you can understand me, but you are a professional listener. Yeah, so the state of the art... A lot of people can't actually understand me. Mm -hmm. Um, A lot of people might be having trouble understanding me on this podcast, which is why I will ask you or Colin to repeat any talking points. Alan, would you summarize that for that <laughs> nice audience? Yes. And to summarize, sometimes um, sometimes Corey's speech is hard even for humans to understand. And unfortunately, the state of the art in speech recognition hasn't come up to being able to parse all that on a, like, reliably enough to make it worthwhile. Mm-hmm. So um, I used to do voiceovers and got paid. I'm sad. Yeah. I have to add that to the list of, of th- this list keeps growing. Oh, I know. I know. Yeah, she did she did vocals for games. And I edited people's books. I edited people who were right. I was an editor. Yeah, and you did, did you do technical writing, too, at some point? Yeah? Yes, I did technical writing. Yeah. So, ah. Uh, I'm sorry. It's, it's a hell of a list. There are more, but I don't remember. Sure. Things will come back. Yep. I ran an online gallery when, back when digital art was a new thing. Gallery 44, it was called. It was on Genie. <laughs> oh. Tells you how back that is. Wow. But, I, haven't, uh, I, I haven't even thought of Genie in ages. Ah. Uh, but. Okay. 
so technology has has helped a lot with certain things, mm -hmm. but it also has some big holes still. There's still a lot of room for improvement. I mean, I studied linguistics in college. That was my major. And at the time, there were some very early speech-to-text programs starting to appear. And they were pretty rough. And some of the fundamental problems with those, I think, go deep enough that um, they remain as as issues. They're, they're, they're just the inability of a computer to really sense and suss out context, which helps humans process speech. I mean, that's a huge chunk of English is context because words sound the same, people pronounce yep. words differently, and we all have to do this little juggling act in our heads that we don't even think about to fit things in context and figure out what was that person actually saying? And a computer still can't do that. Yeah, yeah. Um, one of the reasons I, I do the video chats for the interviews, and then don't release the video, obviously, um, is in order to pick up some of that context, right? Absolutely. Be because you need to see my face in order to uh, uh, get my context, and I need to see you in order to get your context, and can drive the discussion that way uh, sometimes. So. Yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah. I have you met me. My name is Corey, and I take over whatever room I'm in. D and D. Hang on. Yes. Charisma. We'll call it seventeen because I'm feeling modest. I'm minus three. Charisma. I'm taking over the room. Sorry. God, that's going to sound bad, isn't it? Yeah, but nah. it's not inaccurate. It's 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 there. We we have to be careful if uh, if she ends up playing a bard, she just runs the whole damn party. Oh dear, yeah, that could be. I I don't. Well. Want... I I got bullied into. I was trying so hard not to run the party that I was like. I am re-rolling my character. I'm playing a mute. Stop putting me in charge. Yeah. And they, <laughs> they kept putting me in charge. I gave up and said, fine, I will DM every other game. Because they stop putting me in charge, I will GM. I haven't GM'd in 10 years, 20 years, but I know how to do it. Uh, it's fun. It is. I'm pretending to be annoyed, but it's fun. <laughs> I enjoy pretending to be annoyed. Can't you tell? It's it's one of the great joys. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so yeah, there's. Uh, There's a lot to it. I mean, a lot of a lot of our collective day is spent um, just trying to be present for each other and for other people sort of out in the world. Um, it's a challenge for me because I tend to live in my own head. 
So, um, and I keep saying, our head. Yes. And she has to remind me that uh, in one way or another, we have to sort of have the collective head. So, right. <laughs> or at least put our head, or at least put our heads together on a regular yeah. basis. And so, yeah, yeah. Reminders, yeah, reminders help with that. That's another. That is that is definitely a big no, uh, a big I mean, challenge, and also um, a tool is being able to touch base on a regular basis and say, "How are we doing? Uh, how are we doing physically? How are we doing?" Um, emotionally, how are we doing? In yeah, I because of my library, I lost my library about six, seven thousand volumes of books when um, the bad patch happened, right. and but I have since acquired about. I broke my Kindle. My <laughs> Kindle no longer works. She has so many. Yeah. Her Kindle app literally crashes when she tries to load all her books into it. Um, it's, it's, <laughs> collection is that big. We've started using other other things, reading reading the books online on the on the, the Kindle webpage, yeah. using uh, yeah. there's an open source reader for all the non-Kindle works. Yeah, uh, quite a few he has a lot of so it's yeah um we've we've had to come up with some workarounds i i am amazed i broke the kindle <laughs> i feel i feel like i should i feel like i should write up a bug report for amazon but i don't know where i'd do it and i don't know how yeah. easy it would be for them to reproduce <laughs> how do you reproduce that yeah uh, first buy over a thousand yeah, bucks and read them all have one of your testers create a library with you know Fifteen hundred books in it. Yeah. Some of them, some some of them Kindle, some of them Moby, some of them EPUBs, or whatever you know, and uh, just go for it. Yeah, I actually need to probably offload some things from my Kindle because I noticed it's starting to slow down. Oh yeah. So. Oh, mine, mine as well. Um, tear down my library considerably because it takes a good five minutes to open a book. No, I, I think you only hooked up with me because of my library. Well, we had we we had a lot of literary interest in like Yeah. So. And you can guess how we symboled on you. Wild guess. Who please tell a recent or best. Yes. Uh, but, uh, yeah, podcasts, I mean, honestly, podcasts like this one are Mm -hmm. a huge part of staying connected, productive, sane, um, because, and, and it's been really neat to see how many people are are doing that now and how accessible all those are. I will stop fangirling. (laughs) That's okay. I want a fangirl. I don't want to read in the fight. I want a fangirl. <laughs> it's um yeah, I I there's some good quality content out. There's some questionable content out, but uh, oh, well, overall I I th- think the the explosion of podcasts in general, I know I'm never going to get rich. No, don't have the intention of getting rich. I actually turned down a a, a sponsor request. Like no. I, we don't want sponsors. We're we're here to 
do this under Creative Commons and talk to as many people as we can. So yeah, yeah, yeah I, I I feel like the urge to monetize everything is fundamentally destructive in the long run because it leads you to compromise a lot of stuff. I, I think if you can get away with doing things because you love doing them and, you know, maybe make a, make a little bit of money off it just from subscriptions and what have you, you know, if it's directly off the art. But once you tie yourself to sponsorships, you have to start oh, yeah. making, find yourself compromising ultimately. Yeah. And the, I think it would take about 15 minutes to, uh, for me to piss off a sponsor. Um, oh, yeah. I, I, I had someone write in for Kevin and Ursula Eat Cheap saying, hey, I actually work for Lotus Biscoff, and I will send you stuff if you review them on Kevin and Ursula Eat Cheap. And I was like, do you listen to our show? Because I don't think we're necessarily the 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 sponsor for Lotus Biscoff that you really want. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, there's, yeah, that becomes, I, it's interesting, I see other people doing blogs and podcasts who can navigate that fairly gracefully that, that present sponsorship mm -hmm. announcements and, and little, little blurbs for people and they, they seem to do it in good humor and honestly find something of value in, in the product that they're, that they're touting. Um, and, you know, good for them. If that, if that helps, that's great. But yeah. I think if you can afford to not do that, I, I, I personally, I think would be more comfortable not doing that. If, if I could afford to do it that way, yeah. if I could afford to manage it sort of on my own, on my own nickel, that would be the way I'd do it. But that's just me. I don't want to criticize anybody that's uh, struggling to keep their head above water either. No, no. Um, you do what you got to do. Yeah. All right. So let's let's we're going to bring it back now with the do what you yes. got to do. Um, I think we have gone through systems and habits and habits and systems and all of that. This is probably this uh, for the listeners at home. This may be a little more visceral. What does a typical day look like? Ah, me. <laughs> so I, shall I take this or would you like to? I'll interrupt you, sir. I'll interrupt. Okay. That sounds normal, right? That, that, that's, yeah, that, that's, our, that's our, our general MO. Oh, by the way, right. if you use the C word, I don't mean uh, the one that ends with E, not the one with the N in it. We will end you. <laughs> anyway, um, so typical day starts early. Um, we're up at six to do stretches, morning meds, and uh, prep for um, bowel functions. In other words, yes, to shove a slice right up my butt. Yep, and that gets, us, that gets us started. About an hour later, um, we actually empty her out, get a bedpan or two, and gloves, and uh, there's usually an enema involved and um, a considerable discomfort, but 
you got to do it because mm-hmm. garbage in, garbage out, as they say. Um, and if it and isn't that, a daily, we will forget. And good God, just bad things happen. Yeah, it's one of those things yes. that if you do skip it, it, it ha- it's one of those things that you absolutely should do every day so that you're in the habit and so that it doesn't get skipped. Because, yeah, if things build up, it can get really ugly really fast. So yeah. um, there's about a half hour of unpleasantness there and then some cleanup. Imagine and if you had an infant who would look and say, you forgot to take care of me, you jackass. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. If your 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 nine month old could roll over and look at you and say, "Hey, <laughs> excuse me, <laughs> I need to poop now," um, yeah. but okay. uh, it's weird. It is. It is. It is weird, and it is. I pretty much knew what I was getting in for, but again, like having like having a kid, you never really know until you're in it. And we only at that expected point, this relationship. The last year or two. Apparently, I'm just not dying. Yeah. That, uh, that is, yeah. That's. I mean. Yeah, my yeah we're not sorry. Uh, you know, we're definitely not <laughs> sorry. I've been uh, 20 years and there's no reason for me not to die unless I choke to death, which would be remarkably easy. If it weren't for the fact that I had someone who every meal just right the hell next to me, every bite I swallow. Yep. Mm-hmm. And that's why we don't have a tube into my stomach. It's frankly, yes, it takes me all fucking day, excuse my language, to get food through my system. But I'm willing to spend all day working on it. And he's willing I taught him. He was a decent cook when I got him. Oh, my God, did I make him into an excellent one. Yeah, we've had... And that, that again, is, is one of those challenges because mm-hmm. uh, along, with, along with swallowing difficulties... Nothing. Along with swallowing difficulties, her stomach is sensitive enough that... Mm-hmm. There's a pretty limited range of things that uh, we can that we can cook and eat safely and comfortably, and then making that interesting on top of it all uh, is, has been a challenge. But I enjoy cooking. Mm-hmm. Um, you took it as a challenge. I took it as a challenge. I enjoy cooking, and and I have learned a lot. And um, it's uh, it's just it's been an adventure. Anyway, so that takes us down to about 8 o'clock in the morning when we both sort of collapsed for a little while because we've just been through a lot. <laughs> right. After after the bell regimen, we're, like, ready to ready to take a, take a little break. Well, so there's a break until about 9.30-ish. I often read. If Corey's awake, she'll read. If not, I happily sleep. Yep. And then it's up. Um, I'll feed the pets. I'll... Um, Give her a little quick massage and uh, turn her over in the bed, so that 
uh, you know, just to change her position, take the pressure off certain parts, and put it on others. Uh, because leave someone in one position long enough, you're bound to wind up with bed sores, which is never a good thing. And that's a minimum of three times a day, but it is healthier to do it every one to two hours. Yeah, if you reposition at least something, you know, move something around at least every hour or so, that's that's the optimal, and that's what we shoot for. We don't always get it, but we always try. So after turning over for after turning over for twenty minutes, fifteen or twenty minutes or so. Um, we do bathing, a wash her up, sponge bath. Um, I would love to someday live in a place where we had a downstairs shower that was big enough oh God, for I her to sit in, but so I think much. that's, I think that's kind of high in the sky at this point. Yeah. You know, if it happens, great, but I don't anticipate it. So for no, for the moment, it's sponge baths. Um, and that where it helps that. He certainly doesn't mind giving a sunshine to his romantic partner. Mm-hmm. That, that helps. And of course, no one believes that I could possibly be so innocent. People would be interested in being my romantic partner, too. How many people was I a sort of e-dating only met? Ah. Yes, this is this is in fact how we met. Is uh, she, she mentioned? She mentioned me. Anyway, uh, we'll get to that story. We'll get to that story. But uh, well, so there's, there's only seeing like four of them in person. So, bathing. Nice. And then, 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 uh, <laughs> then it's breakfast. Mm-hmm. Just at that, I mean, up up until up until I've had coffee, I'm pretty much on autopilot. I'll be honest. I'm not a morning person by any means, and a big part of establishing the routine is to let me do stuff on autopilot because it's the same okay. stuff every day. And if I don't have to think about it, it cuts my stress level enormously. Like if I if I find myself having to deal with something unexpected that is completely uh-huh. out of out of the normal range, yeah. it doesn't. It, it tends not to go well unless I'm awake and I've had coffee and maybe a little food. I'm the one who can deal with curveballs. Yeah. yeah. If I can deal at all, I have two modes. I am frighteningly confident. Boy, I sound like a big head. I do have a big head. You're looking at me. Big head. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm six feet long, by the way. Six one at this point. So frighteningly uh, confident, or? Or I just, what was the word I was looking for, honey? You know the word it starts with. Yeah. You get the <laughs> idea. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she puts herself in overdrive when unexpected yeah. stuff happens, and if, if I'm not available, and sometimes... Sometimes I can deal with it, and sometimes I can't. But mornings, mornings tend not to be my best time. So I think for both of us, if we can get through till we've had coffee and some food, then things start to perk up a little bit, and we'll do, um, we'll do breakfast. We'll do some stretches. We'll do uh, sort of morning stuff. Talk about what's going to happen during the day, 
Um, and it's sort of, and at that point, we're kind of into the routine. Uh, we do food pretty much on and off throughout the day, whether it's just some fruit or something actually cooked up. Um, oh, we should cheese, him um, a retort of my wall. But the uh, hobby we have, I yeah. support our miss. Well, I was, I was going to say, I, I can see the Fox Feather Pin collection because I have that very same collection. Yeah. Um, from yeah. Foxloft. Yeah, we've been fans of hers for a couple of years now. We love her, her little baby emu videos. I have met the emos in person, and I'm very glad that they're in Minnesota. <laughs> yes, I can, I can understand that. One of them took the captured bead out of my earring without removing the earring. Wow. That's impressive. And then we had a panic moment when we had to figure out where the bead was and if it was in the emu or not. Yes. That's probably never a situation you want to find yourself in. This was Um, before I I had chickens and spent a lot of time dealing with, well, uh, frankly, bird poop. So, yeah, it was not not a a thrilling moment. Yes. Hopefully hopefully things were recovered without too much uh, to do. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, uh, he'd he'd spit it right out, apparently. We put it back in. But they, they, every time I'd go outside, there would be an emu going, hey, what what you doing? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) They are... They are characters, and I, I think it would get old pretty quickly for me as well. Um, having had chickens, that's about the scale that I can relate to. Um, a bird as tall as I am would be kind of scary. Yeah, no, I am my grandmother. Get good bird rehab livers. Hello, rehab. Bird, bird, your grandmother was a bird rehabber? Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, so... But yeah, uh, yeah, Foxfeather, and we have a number of other artists um, in uh, scattered across yeah. the country. Uh, make up the, uh, let me just pop up here, and I'll I'll give you a pan of the, wall, the whole wall back here, not just the uh, pins. This is what I do with. Um, I don't really have disposable income, but mm-hmm. you know what I have, I spend on art. Because um, <laughs> that's what makes it worth. Oh yeah, the the amount of art I have that I can't that I've run out of walls to frame and put up is just astounding. Oh yeah. But did you get a good pan? Mm-hmm. And you got around the walls. Yeah, that was. That was the main wall. There are others. But, uh, yeah, so we, we, we keep in touch. We curate. Um, mm-hmm. For hobbies, I do. Uh, I build things in 3D. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm a 3D graphics nerd, uh, which made the poser gig uh, a lot more pleasant because it was, it was right there in my, in my wheelhouse, as it were. Um, and it's also fun for D and D because uh, oh yeah, that's actually the thing in the first place. I wanted to make character pictures. 
and I couldn't at the time draw to save my life. So <laughs> I went the I went the long way around and learned how to build things. <laughs> Not the most efficient solution, perhaps, but yeah, uh, yeah but no, our players love having their portrait. Yeah, and I love my little my little guys. Yes, I always play a gnome or a. Or undetermined and small S M O L is my character. Yes. Because you get tired of being the six foot five dyke with the loud voice. You know, there is a time when you just go, you know, I'm tired. I want to be quiet and ignored. I tried being bedbound and yet somehow I've not yet succeeded at being quiet and ignored. I think at this point um, you sort of have to accept your fate gracefully. Uh, (laughs) You're not you're enabling me. You're you're enabling me. I can't help it. It's it's that's part of what I do. Yeah, is there let we people have their voice, or at least I try. Yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah, and that's why. What you actually? Yeah. yeah. Um, what you actually can't see is is all of the art. I I have to actually move my camera so that you can sort of see. Oh, there we go. Oh wow! Yeah. Yeah. yeah, you're, you're all, you yeah, you too have a wall. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And most of uh, most of the artists are friends, which is which is even more interesting. Same um, here. Yeah. Um, same here. So many so many talented people, and it's just great to be able to support them. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, we have our impressionist friends. We have a bunch of abstract impressionists. We have a whole bunch of. Um, oh yeah, we have we have we we most of the people who start we support are if they didn't start out as friends they became friends once we started getting into their stuff. Yeah, I guess and some that. some we've met in person and some we haven't, but yeah, they're all they're all wonderful people. So. Hi, I'm an older Jewish woman with disposable income. I like your work. Talk to me about yourself. Yeah. You, you got it. Yeah. You guys. And again, um, you know, for all its for all its flaws, social media is a way to keep in touch and a way to yeah. uh, be connected to artists and creators in general. Um, and I have a really hard time going outside. And there, these people are like, if they met me once, they're like. Mm-hmm. I am not letting go of you. You can try to hide, <laughs> but we will track you down. I'm like, I've never wanted to be hunted more in my life. <laughs> yeah, I'm being hunted by a brilliant um, Russian polymath artist who was, you know. Yeah. Nina, Nina, um, yeah, Lena Levin, our, our impressionist, uh, our impressionist friend. Mm-hmm. But 
Uh, one so of our... One of, yes. Uh, anyway, to steer back to uh, daily activities, that pretty much takes us through the day until evening time when um, we'll get... I'll get Corey up in the chair typically between 7 and 8 for about an hour. Yeah, I get to feel like a human being. Yeah, and yeah, for, for 50 minutes an hour. And sometimes, now that mask restrictions have eased a little bit and we've both been vaccinated, we get outside occasionally. We'll go out, maybe take some pictures of the flowers in the apartment complex or yeah. just mm-hmm. hang out and listen to the birds, which this season we actually have some nice birds. Um, and then come back in, back in bed, and uh, we start sort of start putting ourselves to bed. And there is media. And there, there is media. We'll, I'll typically, I'll typically read read something aloud uh, to sort of settle us both down. Yeah, uh, at, the, at the end of at the end of the night. Mm-hmm. And um. Well, I'm getting through the day is reading. Yep, a lot of books. And when I can't, during the summer, when the heat takes away, I'm willing to hold the thoughts. Thank God that hurts. And it's starting right now, and I'm scared and I'm angry. Yeah, summer's a hard season. Audiobooks help. Um, mm-hmm. when, you can't, on, when you can't, uh, yeah, I put on an audio book. I listen to audio books all day, every day. Yep. And Colin somehow I decided not to death. <laughs> now, uh, uh, I was, uh, oh, go ahead. Uh, I was going to say, if you haven't already gotten the audio books for things like, um, A Wizard's Guide, or um, everything she has ever published. <laughs> I, I, was, yeah. I was going to say um, pre-ordered the, these things. <laughs> yeah, Escape Artist Podcast has been doing live stream readings on Twitch. Oh, nice! The books with Alistair and Marguerite, and so you could go back oh, and rewatch those to hear how how Alistair and Marguerite do it instead of how. The other voice actors did it. Yeah, I know. Yeah. We would like to do that. That Thank would be you. interesting because having read those books aloud myself. Let's um, put it this way. I have read the books. I have listened to professional interpretations. Oh, I have listened to Collins. You know that he's a great voice actor. Um, he, 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 you know, see. He read his kids to sleep, and he did all the voices. And uh, he's good at doing it for me. <laughs> um, and all the voices. Yeah, I have I have a, a long-standing sort of personal project that I want to do at some point. That's It's going to take forever to get it done, but uh, I really want to do a proper recorded reading of The Hobbit end-to-end. To sort of hand on to my kids if they ever have kids themselves. Yeah. Because yeah. it's it was one of my favorite books growing up. It remains sort of a touchstone for me, and uh, I, I, I love to share hand, it. Um, have a few um, issues that have to do with me. 
Jewish and female. But yeah, on the other I, hand, I, I understand. I totally get the worship. Just forgive me if I don't care. No, I I I, I recognize the, the, the problematic stuff in Tolkien, just as I recognize the problematic stuff in Kipling, in Heinlein. Yeah, you in, know you know, all these guys. They, there they, is none someone of them I, none of them are perfect, but uh, but they have done yes. some great work. There is someone I co parented. Was born in Senegal and, um, you know, and did not, and wasn't back Senegalese, yeah. which is not, not exactly a white, predominantly white country. Yeah. And that is my kid. And so, therefore, you know, that, as far as I'm concerned, one of my kids. Yeah, unpicking colonialism from a lot of these authors is a huge. Oh, yeah, yeah. And uh, Lewis is possibly one of the worst of that of the the Inklings group, in that there was God, colonialism, yes. and then there was the conversion to Christianity that threw everything into. Ugh. Yeah. yeah. Oh, it's funny. <laughs> I remember reading. Uh, I remember reading one of Neil Gaiman's author's notes when he discusses how betrayed he felt when he realized that the Narnia books were one big allegory for Christianity. I have to say one thing about Neil. He is an absolute peak about the fact that every so often I go, you remember when we talked regularly, you know, 30 years ago, and he always goes, sometimes it takes a more week to remember. Mm -hmm. He always goes, are you okay? And I was like, oh my God. Thank you for taking five minutes out of your time. Yeah. To say, no, I'm not imagining it. Neil says he's a friend of mine. Therefore, <laughs> right now, that is often that's something I lean on and go, therefore, I have the right to keep living. Else says I do. Don't, yeah. I, um, don't, dis- don't disappoint your friends. Yeah. 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 Um, I was going to say, yeah, I remember, I remember, um, uh, Mr. Gaiman's discussion about Susan, um, mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. as well. And, uh, but Ursula was, I, was also very betrayed that Narnia was a Christian allegory. And that was the part of the keynote speech she presented to the Mythopoeic Society, which is dedicated to, yeah, yeah, um, which is dedicated to the study of of the works of the Inklings and related things. Um, Yeah, no, it was great. They they loved it. So (laughs) drop a rock in that pond. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. This is this is funny. I just uh, my my. I, I, I was inspired to. That yeah, I mean, from Whale Fall to C.S. Lewis and, yeah. <laughs> and allegory, gotta love that. Uh, my 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 Facebook post of the morning, and I don't usually do them, but this morning I was inspired. Was that C.S. Lewis must not have had pets because he never, in any of his books, writes about anyone clambering into the damn wardrobe and going into Narnia looking for the cat. Oh, truth. Can you imagine? Truth. Yeah. 
Did somebody leave the wardrobe open again? again? Because the freaking cat's missing. I'm sorry, I banged her all the weekend. You did. Uh, it would, that would be Sergey. No, it's fine. Yeah. It's fine. Yeah. yeah or either of ours. Only, um, yeah. I said, not only would Sergey go in, but he would he would wait for you to go in after him, then he'd come out and close the door behind him. Yeah, yeah, he'd be yeah. out. Wait. <laughs> we know this cat. Yeah. Now what we have is we have one who is a cat cat. He is he is. He does not get why anyone would hang around. And then we have one who looked at me and said, This human needs serious protection. And I am his human. I am his scout. And I belong to him. Yep, yep. Neither of them, both of them are a bit camera shy, so neither of them's up here at the moment, but uh, we have our, our, our pair of uh, boy cats, um, a gray tabby and a uh, black short hair. And uh, the tabby is, I think, the smartest cat I've ever met. I mean, <laughs> understands English better than some people I know. Um, the little black house panther is... It's so sweet. He's so sweet. He's not. He's a very simple soul, but uh, but he is just a wonderful, a wonderful friend. Yeah. Um. And basically, if Colin is in bed with me, they fuck off because they're off duty. Second, Colin is not in bed with me. The the boys are on guard. Yep. If I'm not in the bed. One or the other of them will be, um, which is which is interesting, and that too is something that helps I think keep both of us sane is having that companionship. Oh, and um, which presents a challenge for Corey because she's allergic. Yeah, of not strong, not strongly, but you know, that, to get that's the why they love you the most. <laughs> yeah, and that's why they always want to come up and lie right up here on her shoulder. Yeah, <laughs> right here, up by the face. <laughs> Hey, I love you. Thank God I mask all the time. That is one thing that all this masking has shown. That's uh, it can help with the allergies. Yeah. Oh yeah. Okay. What? That's the question. So yes, moving I, on. I know. I, that I, takes I, us through our day. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Now. Now we get to the interesting ones. Or at least the uh, the ones that I really look forward to. I mean, I love these conversations altogether. But um, what is the best advice you have been given, and or the best advice you'd give someone else? Ooh, that's a good one. I I had not. Yes, that is that is the question I had not remembered. Um, well, what do you think? Huh? Do you have anything? Or would give someone else. Stay alive. I would I would take that one step further and say be prepared to be an advocate for yourself. Okay. Because there may not be anyone else, there may not be anyone else out there. One of the things that really struck me coming into being mm-hmm. a caregiver 
without any experience at that, was the absolute absence of any kind of organization or or any kind of regular structure for um, sharing resources. Yeah, just trying to find a doctor who would take Corey's Medicare and Medi-Cal. Yeah. And who was accepting patients and who was local and who had an office which could deal with wheelchairs and or stretchers required weeks of calling and visiting. I mean, we literally visited places that would turn us away at the door. And then there's the question of how do you find other aides and caregivers? And there isn't any central place to go for that in most states, certainly not in California. Right. And so you have to, I, if, if I were, if anyone came to me and said, what, what, what can you tell me about how to do this? I would say network like crazy. Talk to other caregivers. Talk to people. Find out where the resources are because it's not obvious. Mm -hmm. You have to look. And you have to be an advocate for yourself because there aren't advocates out there. There isn't a person you can go to to say, be my sort of personal manager for care and stuff who would point you to that. And Corey's had to do that on her own. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I was very happy to have help. I've been doing that on my own and mm-hmm. having a mobile that for the first five years of my relationship with him. I referred to Colin as my mobile unit. Yeah, I was her legs. I was her I was her arms and legs. I was her mobile unit. I was I was, you know, she would tell me what she needed and I would figure out how to provide it. And to a certain extent, we're still doing that. I mean, we have it down to a routine now. We have a team in place. Oh, you see chickens in the background. (laughs) We see your chicken cam. Um, Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, no, that's not mine. That's that's, that's somebody else's chicken cam. That's somebody else's chicken cam, which is weird because mine should be broadcasting right now. But, okay, I'll worry about that later. That's okay. We love love the chicken cam. (laughs) If you're wondering who that third person that's always on your chicken damage. Hi, nice <laughs> to meet you. Yep, we are we are regulars. Um, so I have I am literally in bed all day, every day. I live for your chickens. No, that there it is. It's uh, you, well, then, you were providing. I gotta I gotta I gotta up my game and and figure out you know and start improving to to make it better for you. <laughs> Yeah, no. It's good. I, it's, if you're ever wondering who that mysterious third person is, nice to meet you. I'm your stalker. Yes. Uh, we stalk your chickens. Kevin, I am your stalker. <laughs> you are being stalked by a six foot six one at this point because of, I stretch. <laughs> your joints are loose now. It's true. Um. Um. And. Uh, you know, um, formerly 300 and now 180 pounds. Um, uh, they're both to the point of falling off the world, but I went so far left. I, I am now medium conservative because the world moved. I'm no longer falling off the edge. 
but I'm sure I'll be falling in the head. <sighs> Could you understand that? Colin, you I was going to say, yeah, I could, I could, I, I, I think there was a glitch because there seemed to be an extra pause, and I lost a little bit of track on it. Oh dear. Oh, dear. Well, Colin. she was, she was just uh, mentioning that uh, politically, she was at one point uh, falling off the edge of the planet in the liberal direction, and things have moved a bit, but. Um, so she's a little I'm more, a little generous. more, you're wow. becoming more mainstream. How the hell did I the mainstream become the has, mainstream? The mainstream has moved a bit now, too, in some, in some yeah. direction, in a good way. Um, but yeah, but, but we still, for all, for all there's been some social progress, we still don't deal with disability very gracefully. We still lack right. a real yeah. organized structure for people mm-hmm. who can't get out in the world and find things for themselves, but yet need them. By the way, the running joke is I stopped dating women because they kept trying to take care of me, and I could not deal with it. I did not want a caretaker, so I started dating men who there have only been two. Oh, no, no. Oh my god. Okay, I need to <laughs> You need to step back a little bit. Okay. <laughs> I think you're leaving a few of them out. <laughs> um, yeah. Long term partner. There are only the two long term partners. We are going to just step way back for me. If I can work and I can talk. Yeah, okay, I'm, I'm actual slide with Bob there, raising badly. Yes, in fact, uh, we met on a dating site, just to, to go into that just briefly here. Um, we met through OkCupid back when that was still oh, he was a, little more of a, a little more of a thing. She was, um, she was some of the other people, OkCupid had this wonderful journal function where you'd blog, you know, as a, as a user you could blog and sort of trade stuff back and forth with other users, and some people used it and some people didn't. The people that we both hung out with used it a lot. It really was social networking in the best way. And she at one point was mentioning the various people that she was dating and e-dating, and I was teasing her a bit about making the, rest of us, making the rest of us look bad. You were nagging at And, and we, we started flirting. We flirted back and forth a bit. One thing led to another, and next thing I know, I'm out in Pennsylvania um, visiting her in person. And, and in a nursing home. A bad thing happened, and I started... I was living in the... Not in the... With a caretaker and the child I was raising. And then I was, bad things happened and I was in a nursing home. Yeah. And he was, he, he stayed in touch. Yeah, there was, there was a, a medical crisis and she wound up in a nursing home. Mm. And, uh, Thanks to the magic of the internet, we were able to stay in touch. We had we had been 
flirting and sort of e-dating a little bit uh, established a relationship at that point. And so I, I, you know, we stayed in touch and I came out and visited her there and we both were like, you know what, if we, we have two, we have two ways we can go here. One of which does not have a happy ending and one of which does. Mm-hmm. So that summer, this was 2010, summer of 2010, I rented a van, and drove out to Pennsylvania. Our second in-person date involved me picking her up from the nursing home, packing her in the back of the van. Uh, we had a couple of friends of ours help out, thankfully, and driving back to California over the course of like four or five days. Um, and by the way, longest distance relationship ever. It was uh, it was crazy, but yeah. and it worked, and it worked. And and by the way, um, two of its kids knew me and liked me. And one was a teenager who did not want to know anything about. So, frankly, the first time he was introduced to me was when we showed up and I moved in. Yeah, I... uh, It was not easy. Yeah. By the way, we are... My my partner, my former partner... My former partner and I had separated um, about a year previously, and I had a couple of the kids living with me, and she had my daughter living with her, and um, you know, while we were still on good terms, you know, we, we, we had the co-parenting thing figured out at that point, but um, the kids, I don't think, were ready to have a new person move in and be in the house all the time, and this is, you know dad's new partner and guess what we're sharing a house with her now um they they were it took a little adjustment for them I'm but they did it the that adjustment works yeah yeah and mm-hmm. another engage pay me all you want but look at yourself in the mirror and go i despise this completely helpless um abandoned person who cannot literally cannot do the harm of fly. Good luck with that, kiddo. Yeah, I mean, it was... And the kiddos are like, you don't play, but just do you. I cheat. And from me saying, I cheat because I have to. The kids look at me and say, okay, you're ours. Yeah, it, it took some time, and they had been introduced online, you know, via video and voice, but it's definitely different when someone actually moves in. And that was, yeah, yeah, stressful, stressful enough, given the separation and everything else, you know. There were some very bad times. There were some, there were, there were some rough moments. Not yes. really going to make you talk about. But, but we got through it. We them. managed through We managed to get through it. They have all. No one died. <laughs> nobody died. They all. Finished school. My eldest is now married and living in New York. Uh, my youngest is graduating high school this next week. So everybody talks to everybody. Um, I've tried to get them into the D and D game, but they've got other stuff going on. So it, it's it's worked about as well as we could have uh, as we could have anticipated overall. Yes. Uh, 
how, how, what is what is the phrase that would be? Yeah, preaching to the choir. I understand completely. And yeah. my, my, my youngest is about to start his second year of uh, college, and uh, yeah. my oldest is uh, is going back to school to do the thing he wants to do. So, right on. Well, that's cool. Yeah. Good, good for him. All right. Yeah. So this this one's going to be hard. I'm looking yes. at it. And I'm thinking this one's going to be hard because. Like, it's 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 time for that that that, and I'm putting this in air quotes because it's a whole other context here. The quote sad unquote question, um, but I think some context has to go in here because what do you do if you miss a goal or you fail at something? And like, then I die. Yes, failure is not an option for a lot of things here. <laughs> like literally, uh, really, yeah. really need to. You know, the, the 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 major goal needs to be uh, that one's pretty ironclad. Yeah, yeah. But, uh, minor minor goals. You're saying you know little things yeah. like yes, we wanted to get outside and you know wheel around and look at things, but it didn't happen. Yeah. Right. Um, yeah. Yeah. Well, when we miss a minor goal, I can tell you how I handle it. I mean, I, or do you, do you want to, you go ahead, sweetie. Okay. I I typically will take some, I I have to take some time and process a little bit, deal with the emotional Mm -hmm. sort of, Hitch of like, oh God, I've screwed up. Right. And I won't kid you, I do tend to beat myself up a bit in that regard. Um, depending on how serious it is. Yes, you do. Once yeah, I go, stop it. I need you to stop it. I need that. I need you right now. Yes. At the point at which I can pull myself out of that. Um, which can be anywhere from 10 minutes to a day or two, or sometimes more, depending. Um, What I try and do is learn from it, Mm -hmm. sort of step back and say, okay, is everybody still breathing? Yes, good. This is important. Um, No limbs were lost, good. Um, No trips to the hospital, good. What can we what can we learn? How can we do things differently next time? Uh, what do we take away from this? Yeah, at this point, our doctors are like, um, unless you are much better at taking care of yourself than anyone we send here. Yeah, that is. We can't appeal the story because somehow we became the goddamn authority. Yeah. Um, if you and do this, I, I, my doctors asked us, please write up our diet plan because there are people who need to know what they eat when you can't eat anything at all. And sometimes we do that. 
inspiring but is there anything that I can put out on the net and say need a resource I will give up a year and write it out I'm done and I'll do it again I am used to saying oh you need a example of how a healthily disabled person can communicate. Poorly is the answer. Another answer is, I just said poorly, what do you think? <laughs> My answer is poorly, you get to give yours. But yes, that's our that's that's the sort of the failure response is uh, mm-hmm. don't wallow in it too much. You know, process as much as you absolutely have to. Don't wallow. Learn from it. Try and do better. Keep an eye on the big picture. Yep. Well, that brings us to the happy question. Do you celebrate your successes, and if so, how? Big successes, White successes. What? <laughs> White chocolate, he says. White I chocolate. Can't, I can't eat normal chocolate. Yeah, sadly, regular chocolate upsets are stupid. Um, yeah. Maybe more than a bit. But white chocolate. Good white chocolate. Mm-hmm. The quality's Um. Yeah. We, oh, we try to reward, we we try to reward ourselves. Uh, well, I buy myself a book before it goes on. I buy myself pixels at full price. Yeah, yeah. We'll buy it. We'll 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 pre-order a book we were just thinking about. You know, thinking, ooh, that would be nice if we had the money. But if it's you know, if we're celebrating something, mm-hmm. you know, uh, make a special meal. Do a do up a uh, do up something nice. Do up a, a you know a banana bread or something. Yeah. Um, I will occasionally buy myself some kind of dirty hardware thing. Uh, <laughs> I will I mean, buy I'm, myself. I'm, among other things, I'm, I'm a bit of a camera geek, so I rewarded myself with a new lens a while back. By the way, um, that's our because I like to take pictures. But I can't physically hold a camera anymore. So um, we go out and I point. I say, stop. Come to where I'm sitting. And I wave with my hand. And I uh, use my remote control unit. He's a good director. I can be well, the cameraman. I can I can play cameraman if she's directing. You can send so. these zombies somewhere. Like or, yeah, I mean flowers. we're also we're also online if you wanna if you wanna stalk us over there. We have a social media presence. Um of sorts. Do Facebook yes. And we do technically I Twitter, but I don't have the energy to keep up. I, I stop in I? one night. Yeah. Uh, 
But I is. like reading you and Ursula and Neil, you know. I, and Jeff is, Jeff is hilarious, too. So Jeff, yeah, Jeff and I <laughs> were <laughs> online friends. And mm-hmm. now I think I'm probably someone he used to know. That made me very, very sad. But on the other hand, I'm so happy that he's living his best life and oh. I'm so happy that he's landed you guys. Mm-hmm. It's uh yeah, no, never never a dull moment over on Dog Skull, at least for Ursula and I. Uh, Shep is trying very hard to have dull moments over there. At least as yeah. defined by <laughs> <Yes>. So <laughs> all moments being relative. Um they were over here yesterday evening so excited that they had identified two different species of uh, lightning bugs. Ooh, nice. No, I mean, well, not, not identified like the specific like species or whatever, but, but like, it was obvious there were two different kinds. Way. Yeah, yeah. The one blinks um, one way and the other kind of blinks the other way, that kind of thing? Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's great, yeah. Wow. I mean, West Coast guy that I am, I first saw lightning bugs in, oh gosh, I think 2004, I took my son to Huntsville to go to Space Camp. Mm-hmm. Oh, and, okay. yeah, Alabama has lightning bugs up the wazoo. They're, they're all over the place. Um, and it was summer. It was June. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. Fortunately, I had, uh, in, my, in my teens, uh, spent some summers in Florida, so I was familiar with the heat and humidity thing. It didn't kill me. But uh, but the lightning bugs were an eye opener. I was oh, yeah. sitting outside talking to some of the other parents, and there's these little neon things. I started noticing. I'm like, what the hell? Oh my god, those are lightning bugs. <laughs> so. So. Hey, West Coast yeah. boy, they just don't exist west of the Rockies. They just don't. Not really. <laughs> Ursula was, like, astounded the first time she saw them, so, yeah. And she spent most of her life between Arizona, Oregon, and Minnesota until she moved here with her Mm -hmm. ex-husband. So, oh, yeah. She loves them. Every year she's so excited when the first ones start to blink in the yard. Uh, Yeah, it's wonderful. Mm -hmm. Best time. Yeah. Yeah, that that was something. But, yeah, nice. So you said you have social media. Where do we find that? Uh, We find that on Facebook. Mm -hmm. They're under under our own names. Uh, Corey Fisk, Colin Gerbode. We don't don't use any other particular handles there. Um, I post a lot of my 3D stuff on sharecg.com, which is a, a lovely site mm-hmm. for sharing stuff you build. Um, under Brain Guy 63, that was that's been yeah. a handle of mine uh, yeah, for brain. years. That's that was my oh God, that was me on OK Cupid. If you see Brain Guy 63 out there, it's probably me. Um, cool. I'm being really go by Cape Corey. Cape Corey, because she grew up on Cape Cod. And I really don't, yeah. 
my my earliest social handle was name because incest survivors have you know, interesting senses of humor. And interesting relations to the Greek classics, yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. Um, so, yeah, so that's us. That's us online. That's, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, the only other thing that is that is left here is... Uh, um, oh, by the way. To... Yeah? Parents, good people. Just clarify. So, is there a charity you specifically support or would recommend give money to? We don't need the money. money. Yeah. We give money to you. (laughs) (laughs) We've given you money anyway. Um, I... Actually, MS charities are problematic. Yeah, some of the MS charities are good, some of them not so much. Um, I honestly have have a little bit of experience with philanthropy through my family. Mm -hmm. And um, a couple of charities that are both relevant and helpful, I think, uh, on that end are if there is a an innocence project in your area, yeah, uh, they are they are worthy of your support. Um, yes, both, wow. both for direct services to inmates who have been wrongfully convicted, and also by way of legislative reform to make sure that fewer people get wrongfully convicted in the first place. Oh, yeah. It's always a good yeah, yeah. good goal. Let's let's keep the innocent people out of prison. Thank you. Um, I throw, I throw, I go with him on that. Mm-hmm. He fucking, his family helped found them. Okay. Well, Northern, with the Northern California Innocence Project, again, a story there. My ex interned with them. I got involved, threw them a bunch of money. Um, it worked well. So I've been, I've, I've been and involved in supporting them for a while. Um, right. Also, uh, both of us are former recovering people with money. Yeah, we are we are downwardly downwardly socially mobile. Uh, <laughs> families families used to have money, and then it, it sort of went away over the years. Um, and by the way, I used to have money. You know how fast that goes away when you're paying your own damn medical bills. I, yeah. It was about two years to make a six-figure bank account at zero. Yeah, yeah. Uh, cost of medical care, especially for long-term disabled people, mm-hmm. is a whole separate rant. Oh my! Right. I would I would best not get started. We'd be here all day between me and Corey both. But the other the other group that um, mm-hmm. I've been involved with uh, is uh, the Peace Action Network, which is a national group that works to bring a little, I would say, sanity 
to mm -hmm. our foreign policy as a nation, uh, working on things like treaties to ban the use of landmines, to right. build down our nuclear arsenal, to stop selling huge amounts of weapons to countries with horrible civil rights records, horrible human rights records. Oh, we would never do that. Yes, heaven forbid. Yeah. Um, anyway, they, they are good folks, and I mm. support them. And um, these days, in particular, uh, it seems their work is more relevant than ever, sadly. Yeah. And these days, I feel terrified. And then... I've not been primarily ever, but mm -hmm. my primary partner in the last 20 years there have been two of them. Um, has been a this male, and I feel kind of like I need to get the hell off and let people. You know, I no longer need to be on stage. Mm -hmm. I mean, I'm various. I've loved and been loved, and, and I am where this white male was a bit of a surprise to all of the others. Yeah. But, you know, I need not to be taking up any space by this. Well, I used to be this loudly politically active by day. And I'm going, well, yeah, I used to be. Now I'm just loud. <laughs> oh, which reminds me, hon. Yeah. Something, something perhaps... Um, more in keeping with your, your past, uh, would the Human Rights Coalition be a worthy recipient? Oh, yes. Yeah, Human Rights Coalition. LGBTQ rights and uh, and support. Yes. And as we, as we move into um, June, uh, this, yeah, this, will, is. this will be episode 202 on the 3rd of June. Um, um, happy Pride Month, all. Yeah, exactly. Uh, uh, it's Pride Month, so it's uh, that's absolutely fitting. Yeah. So. You know, I really innocence, peace, and uh, human rights, man. Yeah. Uh, and yeah. if uh, you know, local food banks are always good charities to contribute to. Of course, uh, the ongoing Give fiscal local. problems with COVID. Mm -hmm. uh, I've thrown a little money at Doctors Without Borders for their work in India. Um, yeah. But let's face it, uh, there's certainly plenty of problems closer to home that also need attention. There's, I mean, the world's on fire. If you feel like there's some water that you can provide, there's plenty of places to put it. Yeah, yeah. no, I mean, I love when people say, so what charities do you it recommends supporting us. You need to tell us what areas you support. I'm saying, hi, I am a completely paralyzed, disabled 
Um, <laughs> you could support me. <laughs> oh, and look at them. They're like, I'm taking money for a mask. And I'm sitting there going, great, hand me 10 bucks and you're done. Yeah, I mean, MS, MS, uh, MS person, yeah. MS survivor yeah. here, uh, mm-hmm. you know, it's, yeah. uh, oh, by the way, the, that is why I'm paralyzed MS. Mm-hmm. Yep. By way of, by way of context, if you need it. Um, and yeah, I, one of the things that I appreciate about the, uh, the charities that I mentioned is they are pretty good about being transparent about where the money goes. Mm-hmm. Um, they're, they seem to be pretty effective oh, at what they do. <clears throat> Which was that? Trevor. Trevor. T-R-O-T-E-R. They support young gay transgender. Okay. The Trevor Project. Okay, the Trevor Project. Right on. Yes. T-R-E-V-O-R. Mm-hmm. Yes. Cool. Mm-hmm. Cool. Got it. Good catch. Yeah. I so, made me uh, a little more. I'm not completely out of touch with people from once I came. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and, and we're big fans of Trans Lifeline. Well, okay. Yes. We are very big fans of supporting Trans Lifeline. I, I hope. I understand. Then. Yeah, yeah. I, I hope the listeners and, understand. Well, if they don't, a very large and completely unthreatening Bidike will go scowl at them. <laughs> <laughs> they will receive online glares. I will beat you up. I don't, Someone will have to hold my game. Wait a minute, I have I can't bring me my cane. <laughs> I, no, I, 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 can, I, can, I can fetch you your cane, sure. Yeah, I will bring it. So, um, there is a cane. So, I got I, oh, 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 he's getting the cane. Yeah. I'm I'm literally getting a cane. So you can share. Oh yes, yes. Yeah, yeah. yeah and oh, that's this beautiful. Is, my father uh, carved it for me. And oh, that's, that's why beautiful. I did that. That's By the way, when I say survivor, I do not need my late father or my 91-year-old mother, who is probably going to listen to this and go, you had to bring it up. Why? Why? <laughs> but... Absolutely gorgeous. It's like, you know, for those those at home who don't don't actually get to see it. It's uh it's it's wood and the pommel is um two. Is that two different woods or is it just stained? It's two different woods. Yep. It is teak and um, I think it's teak and mahogany. Mahogany. Mm-hmm. Uh, in a yin yang. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely gorgeous. Yeah. And this is one of the. Few things that survive um, the bad time mm-hmm. in the in the nursing home. Uh, five books in my game. And you're given a um, 
Sorry, Colin, you don't rate. <laughs> well, <laughs> but I make the food, so there's that. Well, yeah, yeah. Yeah, well, he doesn't rate. He is, he is a given. He, he I, is. I, I have worked very hard to be taken for granted. There you go. That is, that, is, that is a benchmark of my success. If I can be taken for granted, then it means I'm doing something right. Yeah, you only... If I have to say, Colin, God damn it, Colin, for, uh, you know, mm-hmm. any day where I am not ranting at him is a victory. Right? Yes. Oh, assuming that you are able to, that you're able to rant and not having to. Yeah. Yes. That's, that's, there's, there's a difference between the two. Context. Um, context. Context. Yeah. Thank you both so much for taking the time to talk with me today. It's just been amazing. Well, thank you for having us on. It's been an absolute treat. Yeah. And uh, uh, for everyone listening at home, we'll be right back after this. First off, I want to thank uh, Corey and Colin for taking the time and energy to speak with me. Uh, it was absolutely astounding, and I had a lot of fun. I always have fun doing an interview, I, but it was just great. And we meandered, and that's fine. It was just uh, uh, wonderful to get through all of that. I, I, I'm going to guess that people who have been listening to Productivity Alchemy for a while are not necessarily listening for your tight, efficient journalism. <laughs> I, I often let the guests do the majority of the, the steering, and so, you know, that's, that's what happens. Hence, four hours talking to Dino. Well, yes. Uh, yeah, but that's you and Dino have that. I Dino, know, we have yeah. that thing, yeah. All right, so first things first, and that is our word for the week. Our word. Our badge code, stay alive, all one word. All right. When your primary goal and means of productivity is staying alive, then there you go. Uh, So that's our word for this week. Um, You can find out more about what the word or badge code does at productivityalchemy.com. Just uh, click on that little box that says claim badge and type in 
you know, stay alive, one word, and you're good to go. And you can find out more about badges, how mm -hmm. they work, what the codes are, all that stuff at uh, the website, productivityalchemy.com, along with show notes and ways to support us if you like. Uh, tell your friends, tell your family, accost random strangers on the street. No, don't do that. <laughs> don't do that. Uh, but, you know, whatever. Uh, you could also give us money, but as we keep saying, don't. We're mm -hmm. fine. And we have some chair. We have multiple charities yes, this week. Yeah, um, uh, Corey and Colin were very specific about here are our projects that, or or things that they really believe in that need support. And we'll start with the Innocence Project, and we'll start with the Trevor Project, um, and the Peace Action Network, and the Human Rights Coalition. Uh, all of these deal with human rights, human dignity, and equality in so many different ways and it is important that we support all of them um, especially now that hey we've started pride month and there's going to be a lot of celebration but we also have to to step back and say hey there's a lot of discrimination and there's a lot of bad stuff going on these four groups do such amazing work and i will put links into the show notes yes absolutely kick a few mm -hmm. bucks that way if you are looking to support something uh it's uh, you can really never go wrong with human dignity yeah absolutely uh and yeah if you give them money don't give us money yeah you'll see support link yeah don't yeah. do it don't we don't yeah we're good we're good um so hey that's it for this week yeah. Um, if uh, you know, if you want to be on the show, feel free to contact me. Yes, volunteers um, tribute. Kevin needs more interviews. Yes. Uh, although, I mean, I've got several lined up for the next like three weeks. I, but that doesn't mean that you know you can't email and get yes. a, a slot. Kevin would love to talk to you, yes. even if you think your job is boring. Yeah. Possibly, especially if you think your job is boring. You would be surprised how excited I can get about what you think is a boring job. And lots of other people probably also have a job that is boring in the same way and would really <laughs> like to know how you're staying organized. Yes. So, hey, that's, that's it for this week. Uh, Y'all go out there um, and, you know, enjoy the weather if you can. Um, if you have enjoyable weather, ours is currently lovely. That should last for another five minutes, and then it'll be a right. sweltering and mess again. I'm, I'm hearing from uh, a selfie down in Australia's fall and winter are coming on, on that side of the planet. That uh, you uh, know, yeah. it's it's so you know do that. Enjoy what you can while you can, and uh, remember, folks, do your best to um, stay productive. I saw a bumblebee on my tomatoes today. Yay! Victory!